Hey, uh, hey, Kai. Yeah, what's up? Uh, you ready to navigate this ship? I mean, I guess I have a t I have a terrible sense of direction, but I mean, if you want me to, to navigate, I'll I'll try. All right, take off your clothes and get in the tube, and let's get going. What? <laughs> That's right. This week and more on Acme Podcast Incorporated. Ha! Ran out of breath there a little bit. Alvin, you've disgraced me for the last time. <laughs> He's just like Gary Cooper, huh? I think the cartoon just started. Welcome, everybody, to Acme Podcast Incorporated, where I am your host, Laser J, and with me, as always, is... It's your faithful co-host, Kai. Hi, everybody. And that's right, it's me and Kai, it's Laser J and Kai, and we're coming at you for the last installment of this year's Fantasy Month, which will probably be a different month next year, but hey, whatever. whatever. If we even do it next year, I don't know. I mean, hmm. There's other stuff we could tackle for fantasy. There is. Stuff. We we could have we could have also done um since this month was Pride, we could have done shows That's, with LGBT LGBT representation. That is what I would like to do for next year. Yeah, there you go. Uh in June. That's why I said this might be a different month next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh but anyway, this was impromptu anyway. Yeah, it was Literally, as we were finishing up that first episode for June, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, let's just keep the train going. Uh, and so we've done high fantasy. We've done urban fantasy. Let's hit that uh, space fantasy. Slash science fantasy, depending on your tastes. Y yeah, well, we're, 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 it's it's semantics. Future fantasy. Future fantasy. You know what? I'll, yeah, I'll take cause, that. Because not a lot of one of one of our shows doesn't have a lot of time in space, really. One of them, ha they both have a lot of science fiction and a lot of fantasy, though. Yeah, they do. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so what are we tackling this week? You may ask. Well, we are tackling the 2011 rendition of Thundercats. And Outlaw Star. Yes, Outlaw Star. A classic. Yeah. Uh, they're both classics in their own right. Yeah. I guess it's it's just because Outlaw Star, or like the, at least the original airing, was on Toonami. So oh, yeah. Was, you know. Yeah. Although I heard that they did do... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They did do reruns of the 2011 Thundercats cartoon when Toonami came back. Yeah. Uh, they did, but that was, like, within, within 10 years, because this is a 2011 show, and Toonami came back, what, like, 2016? 2017? 2017? Around there. It, it, it's around been there. a couple years since it came back. Yeah. It's still, it's still going strong, apparently. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't watch that much TV anymore, really. Uh, I'm a, I mean, I know that. 
they're showing JoJo. They've got reruns of Symbionic Titan. That's where they showed yeah. Primal. They showed Primal on there. Yep, yep. That's, that's where they also showed the fifth season of uh, Samurai Jack. It's kind of just taken over the... Uh... Adult Swim's always had Saturday be like an anime day. Or yeah, anime kinda, night, really. Yeah, it kind of takes over that slot. Yeah. And just does all animation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we, uh, we're covering Thundercast from 2011 and Outlaw Star this week. Uh, but before that, uh, let's, let's do our weeks. Um, I, I don't really have much of a week. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I have two things that I do want to talk about. Okay. Uh, then I will just give my short thing and then you can go into yours. Okay. Um, uh, the three things I want to talk about, uh, Mm -hmm. It's all short. Yeah. Uh, the two short ones, two shorter of the short ones are, uh, I checked out the first episode of the new show by the creator of Bob's Burgers. Oh, uh, Central Park. Yeah. Uh, it's a musical. Yeah, I've heard. Is it? Is it any good? I, I thought it was funny. I mean, it's the narrator is Josh Gad doing hmm. his best to not do Olaf. Oh, I see. Uh, like, I mean, he—it's just his voice. He's—he's he's not putting on the Olaf <laughs> voice, but because yeah, 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 his voice is also the Olaf voice. It kind of slips in every once in a while. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a Patrick Warburton. Like that's just his voice. There's yeah, nothing that's... you can do about that. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, I think the main character is David Diggs, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Oh, okay. Uh, only reason I say that is because I swear it sounds like the guy who did Lafayette in the cast recording of the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh. Um, so I'm pretty, that was David Diggs. So, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, if you like Bob's burgers, you'll like this cause it's really the same energy. Yeah. 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 Uh, except they only have two kids, not three. Oh, okay. And the daughter is like a mix of the two. Hmm. She's kind of nerdy, but she's also got like edge from the ah. Ooh, ow. The edge. Yeah. And then the son is just emotional. Not emotional. That's not the right word. He's he's sensitive. Ah, okay. Uh, Are the, were there songs in the first episode? Or? Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Every few seconds, like not every few seconds, but there were a lot of songs for are they good. Are they good songs? Well, see, this is where our difference in standards comes in. Uh huh. I thought they were fun. Okay. But I also think the reason I like uh, uh, Princess of the Frog is because the songs are fun. Yeah. So and. So I don't really know how essential all the songs are to really move the plot along. Because I'm usually of the mind that none of the songs are really essential to move the plot along. They're just there to be fun. I I think that... um, How do I put this? I I think that I'm willing to give way more slack to a television show that's doing that, mainly because 
if every episode has to have a song, not every single song is gonna like fit my criteria for yeah. a musical a musical number. Well, I'll say this: I only watched the first episode. Uh, there, there's mm-hmm. five episodes up right now, as far as I can tell. Only watched the first one, and I think there's maybe five or six songs in the thirty minutes. Wow, that's a lot of songs. Maybe a little, maybe like three or four, but like it felt like five or six. I mean, that's still a lot of songs. Yeah, and one of them was a villain reprise of an earlier song. Oh, hmm, interesting. I did yeah. see one clip of it, and the song I heard did sound really good. So, if you like the music on Bob's Burgers, it's the same energy. Okay, but much more Broadway. Got it. Uh, also, if I'm correct, and that is David Diggs, you, you're gonna have him rap because he's a really he's got really good flow. I see. Uh, and so some of the songs are rap. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, that's where that went. Um. So that's that. Uh, the other thing. Uh, new season of a show that I watched on Netflix came out called The Order. Hmm. I don't remember if I've talked... I-, I know I've talked about this show with someone, but I don't remember it, if it was... It, it 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 wasn't me, I'm pretty sure, because I've never heard of this show. Okay. Um. It's basically Netflix trying to get in on that CW flavor. Oh, okay. Um... I can't recommend it, but I also can't look away from it. <laughs> uh, because, like, it's garbage, but it's the type of garbage I like. Oh, okay. Like, it, and it's not like I'm ironically watching it, because I'm genuinely enjoying it. But I also have trash taste. <laughs> Insert uh, that clip from Oh, It's Always Sunny. I'm the trash man. Oh yeah, no, I I'm the trash man. I I, I am Charlie. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. out on the stage and eat garbage. I'm gonna throw, gonna bring up a garbage can. I'm gonna throw it all over the ring, and then I'm gonna eat it. God, I I really should watch. It's always sunny at some point. You should. Uh, yeah, I know. You should. Some of the earlier seasons are, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's just the world we live in. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's the other thing. I, I haven't finished that yet. I'm still going through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, okay, this is the one that I really want to talk about. Not for long, just for a little bit. Okay. Possibly the last season of Brockmire just aired. Oh. Or it just came up on Hulu. I don't know it, if it's the last. It kind of ended open ended. But it has a certain amount of finality to it. Yeah. Um, and I, I've talked about Brockmire on this show before. Yeah, once or tw- you, uh, you talked about it extensively once, but you've mentioned it like a couple of times here and there. Yeah. I, this is genuinely my favorite live action TV show on any platform. Hmm. Uh, it's the best show I have watched since like the first time I saw mash. Oh, um, it's not better than mash. 
it, it's just I mean, yeah, that's since, a high standard yeah since the first time i saw mash i haven't really seen anything that beat it and this doesn't beat it but it's like i i've got it like right on it, it it's real close for me <clears throat> um and i'm just looking for i summed it up really good in a tweet so yeah. i'm just looking for the there we go okay um the thing i like about brock meyer first off i love baseball and baseball is the framing for the actual content of the show um and then it's hank azaria doing a really good like baseball announcer voice except that's his all the time voice that's that's just the way he talks that's literally just how I talk. I cannot turn it off, no matter how hard I try. Yeah, it, and my wife left me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh god, I just I love this show. Um, and so that those those are two reasons I love it, but they're not the real reason I love it. Have you ever wanted one of those shows about a charismatic asshole like Breaking Bad or BoJack Horseman? But he actually really, really tries to get better and improve himself and make things better for the people around him and right his own wrongs. And then he does. Yeah. 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 Watch fucking Brock Meyer. Got it. He doesn't fix everything. He doesn't like actually fix everything. But he, he generally tries. does improve himself and the situations of the people he cares about that yeah. he has harmed got it and it's just so good mm -hmm. please watch Brockmire. and i'm done mm -hmm. what's your week uh two things one is an animated thing the other one's live action okay. um <clears throat> the live action thing is a the live action <clears throat> thing was uh i dropped off of uh for those who don't know i really like common rider Hmm. Uh, and I dropped off of Common Rider. Uh, God, I want to say, for quite a. F it's been there's been several seasons, series of Common Rider since I last watched a new season when it was airing. Oh. Um, like God, it was probably Common Rider Drive. Oh wow, that has been a while. Uh, the last one I watched from beginning to end when it was airing was uh, Kamen Rider Gaim, and I only watched the first couple of episodes of Kamen Rider Drive when it first came out, and after that I just kind of dropped off of Kamen Rider for a while. Yeah. So I haven't watched Ghost, I haven't seen Zeo, I haven't seen X-Aid, although I've, I've heard that I'm not missing out on much with Zeo and X-Aid. Yeah. Um, I started watching Zeo, and I wasn't really digging it. Everybody says that Zeo is awful. Yeah. Um, but, um, the main, but the one that everybody kept talking about that I have to watch is Common Rider Build. I've heard that's a good one. It, uh, I've been watching it with some mutual friends, uh, KP and another friend. We're like 18 episodes into Build so far. Mm -hmm. That is a dense show. Yeah, I, um, 
I wasn't watching it, but I was following people who were posting about it as it happened, and I was spoiling myself because I just didn't it didn't really interest me. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, it looks fucking wild, dude. It there's a lot when a lot of with a lot of tokusatsu, there's like okay, this is clearly the quote unquote filler episode. Yeah. Like it it serves no purpose as a plot. It's clearly just here to like either show off a new form or to do something silly. Like it serves no purpose otherwise, yeah. right? It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a sell a toy or whatever. There has not been a single episode of the eighteen I've watched that have felt superfluous. God damn. Every single episode something has the plot has moved forward in some way, character development has happened, or something has been revealed, or something or the get or the status quo has been changed in some capacity. Something interesting something interesting is always happening and it's it's a lot. Like, it's okay, for those who don't know, the basic premise of Kamen Rider Build is that uh, a mission, there was a mission to Mars about, I don't know how many years ago, seven years ago, yeah, something around there, and they found this ancient alien artifact called uh, Pandora's Box, and it holds, like, some sort of ancient energy or whatever that, they're, that they tried to harness, mm-hmm. uh, and but when they brought it to a public thing someone opened it and the release of all that energy created this thing called the sky wall which would split japan into three yeah distinct countries uh hokuto sato and um i forget the other country but in the but the, the main premise is that the uh the main character sento is a super genius with amnesia and he's able to essentially the wall unleash this stuff called nebula gas and it can be harnessed to like do all kinds of things like you know make the monsters yeah but since i learned how to harness it to use it as a rider belt as you do yeah um also just to give you how dense this show is Sento is like you know how like when a character has amnesia that their reveal of their true identity is sort of the big reveal near the end yeah I already know who he is. Okay. We already know who he is. They've already revealed that. They've already revealed who he is. There's no... like It's like, yeah, that's who he is. But there's still so many questions and so much happening. Goddamn. Like, what is the... This one character... Uh, I forget his name, but he's like... He was originally on Build's side, but he's sort of like... He plays both sides on multiple fronts... And you really mm-hmm. don't know what is um, his common utter moniker is uh, Bloodstark, and nobody knows what the fuck his. I have no idea what his agenda is. He's on the one hand, he's clearly playing on several of the countries' sides, like he's teaming with the different countries as they actually start to go to war. On yeah. the other hand, he's handing over the weapons to the main characters to try and stop the villains that he's teaming up with to not destroy things. Mm. And it's like, what is your end goal, my guy? And, um, the, uh... <clears throat> excuse me. And then the, there's uh, Banjo. Yeah, Banjo, the, uh, the secondary writer, coming out of Z-Cross. Yeah. And God... I, listen. Kamen Rider is inherently very gay, because, you know, if, like, like you know how I talked about with Shonen series? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it doesn't flush out its female characters so the strongest relationships are the male ones yeah but there are some that are like how could you not read this as gay yeah and the that is very strong with sento and bonjo yeah it's so like it's the two are constantly self-sacrificing for each other it's yeah. it's that it's that meme of like the person trying to take the bullet and then the person who's about to take the bullet for the other person like they they curl around the other person and go no no and they're curling around each other trying to take the bullet for each other yeah that's that, them that's okay. them constantly that sounds good it's very good and also the suits are super sexy. yeah yeah i like the the mm, i like the common rider suits from that one they're not my favorites but i do like red and blue is a good combination yeah uh rabbit tank is the main yeah. thing uh but there's been a couple of really really good suits so far and i i haven't i've because i haven't been spoiled too much on the story but just due to being following people who are in a common are seeing forms and suits is kind of hard to avoid yeah Avoiding story spoilers is a little easier, but seeing like, oh, this character got a new form. Like I have it, no context for that, but I see, I see what the new form is. Yeah, it, it's hard not to when it's tied into merchandise that's been out for two years at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. But build has been, like I said, it's been really good so far, and I'm looking forward to watching more. Hell yeah. The other thing I watched was an anime. There's only three episodes out. There would have been more, but the release of it was temporarily delayed due to the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, but it's called Apare Ranman. Does that get a translation? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Apare is the name of the main character, and I don't know what Ranman translates to. Okay, hold on. A-P-P-A-R. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, there's... No alternate title. Hmm. Okay. It's a... Flashy, techno, future post-apocalyptic samurai epic? No, no, like. no. What it, uh, Apare Ranman is... It takes place in the late 19th century. Okay. And it's about a... A, uh, the main character Apade is like this super genius inventor mm-hmm. who who lives in Japan where and during that time period Japan is rejecting they're becoming isolationist so technology and stuff isn't coming into the uh, to Japan so he's sort of like he wants to know what's out there because mm. he found um, he read uh, the uh, book Journey to the Moon yeah and he was inspired by that and became like a an inventor and he built like a steamboat. Huh. And he he's a very he's he's a character that's very straightforward. Yeah. He's a he has no tact, no social skills, and he just kind of does what he wants. Gotta say, I hate his character design. I love his character design, actually. It's a, it's really cute. I, I, I just hate it. I love it. It, it's specifically I, the 
red things around the mouth that bot in oh, his yeah, hair. They're, they're supposed to invoke like an oni. Like oni teeth. Oh, uh, I still don't like it. I really like this. I really love his yeah. design, actually. But, you know, it's just a difference of opinion. Yeah. Um, but essentially, a pot out on, and uh, he gets his, um, I forget his name, but he's a, the the other main character, he kind of get, gets caught up in Apade's test drive of his steamboat, and they get stranded out off the coast of Japan. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they get pulled in by a steamboat, and they, the steamboat pulls them all the way to America, where they arrive in Los Angeles. Hmm. And essentially, the whole story is about this intercontinental race that's going to be happening in America from Los Angeles to New York. And Apare is trying to build his ultimate steam engine car to compete in the race. Yeah, I'm seeing pictures of this. The, uh, and so far, the first few episodes have been setting up the other racers and introducing them in their cars and their sort of motives for wanting to race. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's, like, a young noble from uh, Europe, and he wants to prove that his family's uh, car business isn't a waste of time. It's basically a BMW parody. Is that the blonde kid with the bitchin' muscle car? Uh, yeah. Okay. The blonde, and then there's a... The other one we've seen, is she's a Chinese immigrant, and she wants to become a racer, even though the, she, they say a woman can't be a racer. And there's also a Native American boy who's looking for some of well, the people who killed his family. Mm. And there looks to be some, uh, desperados, and there's... There's some characters we haven't seen yet, um... But all of the car designs, some of the car designs are very wacky racers, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, I really dig the, uh, the character design for most of it. And also the animation style is really nice. Did, oh, I've had the opening stuck in my head for like the past few days. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great opening. And then, but there's not too much to say as of it because it's only three episodes, because so, it's only three episodes in. Yeah. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to more, especially when they actually get to the race itself. Because it kind of, the first episode starts in media res, and then it's like one year earlier. And then it's like, all right, we're going to see how we got here. And then, yeah. the first, like I said, the first episode seemed to be setting up all the other racers and their motives and why they're doing the thing. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. This looks interesting. Uh, Not for me, but... Yeah, that's kind of why I went ahead and watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of starting to get a feel for him. Like, you know what? We're probably never going to talk about this. So I'm just going to watch it. Well, I mean, that's why I want to do the uh, Mutually Assured Destruction episodes. Hmm. Things that I would hate and things you would hate? Yeah. The thing is, is that, like, I don't have enough passion for Moomin to, like... I don't have that much spite in me. Oh. I like Moomin, but I don't have that much spite in me to get you to watch Moomin. Mm. I'm just not a spiteful person. <laughs> oh, I'm very spiteful. Oh, I know. Yeah. But that's it for me, really. Okay. Uh, Short week. 
Miracle yeah. of Miracles. I mean, we still went on for like 30 minutes. That's better than two hours. It's true. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to thunder, thunder, thundercats ho. See you then. Back on our show. And welcome back again to Acme Podcast Incorporated, your choice for uh, people talking about cartoons. And uh, hey, Thundercats. 2011, the the, the the reboot, first reboot attempt. Well, I mean, the first reboot attempt that actually made it to air. They probably tried before then. I, I, I can't help but think they did. Um, yeah, reboot of the original 1985 series. Yeah. Uh, before, okay. we get, before we get into this. Yes. You have any affection for the original 1985 series? I love Thundercats. Okay. Thundercats. Same. Thundercats. Thundercats was one of my favorite shows back in the day. Same. I have so yeah, I have a lot of affection for Thundercats, and I remember vividly when the trailer for this came out at Comic Con, and I was so fucking hyped. Same. I was so hyped. But... Yeah. Uh, I I. Okay, two things. Yes. I remember that Comic-Con 2. I obviously was not there, because why would I be there? But um, I do remember that airing, and I remember... Were you, were you paying attention at all to the 2001-2002 He-Man reboot? Yep, I watched that... Uh, a little bit, yeah. I remember that... I, I liked that show a lot. Uh, that was my first exposure to He-Man, really, besides seeing toys in a magazine. Yeah, same, honestly. Uh, and I really liked it. Uh, but I remember hearing people make fun of it for years. It has... I've watched it again since. It has a real limited... Yeah. Animation budget. Yeah, no, I... I own it on DVD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I I watched it a couple years ago. I. Yeah, um... Sorry. Um, yeah, so, like, that sort of flavored my expectations for this show. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say... they were flavored in the wrong way. Hmm. Because this show is so fucking good. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it, much, it's so much better. And it still got shafted the same way. It still did. But here we are. It's such a it, fucking shame. It that's, that's the thing we have to say at the top. It's, 
it really is a pity the show got canceled, and for no real discernible reason. It was toy sales. <sighs> I really actually kind of wanted the new Thunder Tank toy. I have all the Thundercats and Groom. Really? From that line, yeah. Uh, I never got... Uh, I never got Mumra... Yeah. Or mm, they made Slythe. Slythe came with a vehicle of some sort. Uh huh. Um, they're not good. Toys? They're not good toys. Oh, that's a pity. They're they're very much going for the like the kid demographic. They're, they're not good collectors pieces, I should say. Yeah, uh, I would little... love some collectors versions of those. I would love collector's versions of those designs as well, but the best you're going to do is Super 7 is doing a uh, style of uh, Thundercats Ultimates, which are uh. the original cartoon style done in the style of the Masters of the Universe classics or Masters of the Universe Ultimates. Oh, yeah, those are really cool. Yeah, they're... Um, they look really good, and they're doing some, they're pulling some real deep cuts out early on in that line. Uh, pulling it up real quick, pulling them up real quick. I honestly, I would kill for like a a um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a term for it, like a a prop, a full size prop of the sort of omens. <sighs> There's multiples of it. Some of them are not like official, but yeah. Uh, I know they made the dagger form when the show came out. I remember seeing that at Walmart. Yeah. Um, I would Honestly, go there looking the, for if, the. If I could even get the. Yeah. Even if go I could on. get the dagger. Even if I could get the dagger, I would get the dagger. Yeah, but like, you go to an anime convention, you go to that table with all the swords, you'll find a sword of omens. Yeah. With a light yeah. up feature. With a light up feature. Um. It'll be overpriced, just, but still. It's just... It's one of my favorite swords in fiction. Yeah, it's a real good... Man, I... Mm. You know what I always wanted more than the sword, though? What? The claw? The, I love the gauntlet! I, I like it a lot in the new show, actually. I liked it, in, it I liked it in both, but particularly in the new show. You see, I actually really preferred like the fur look that it had in the original show. Mm -hmm. over the like Gundam look of the new one. Yeah. Uh or the super robot look, whatever you want to call it. But I just liked how the I just liked how the claws themselves looked in the new one. Yeah, I did too. I yeah. It was all good. But yeah, uh the they they've announced three waves so far of the Thundercats line. The first one is uh, Adult Lion-O, Panthro, uh, Mumra in his mummy form, and Jackalman. Oh. The second wave is Pumira, uh, Tigra, uh, Mumra the Ever-Living, and Groon. Wait, and I, don't, I don't remember Groon from the original show. He's, I'm pretty sure, late in the series. That might be why I don't remember him. Yeah, because there's a part in the show where they actually go back to Thundero. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm pretty sure he's from that that's where, part. That's where they meet Pumira and Linkso. Yes. In the original series. Yes. 
uh, if, I remember, if I remember correctly. I, I believe you're correct. And then the uh, the third wave is uh, Jago, when he's still alive, Chitara, Slythe, and uh, what's his name? Captain hey. Cracker. Oh, Cap wow. Cap Captain Cracker? Really? Yeah. The, that's, a deep, that's a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, robot Pirate. Uh, yeah, I, remember. I remember them. Yeah. Uh, Captain Cracker and the Slyther are what sold me on this line. I actually really want to collect this line now. Because, like, huh. I don't really care much for the Masters of the Universe classics feel overall. Because they're based on the old Mattel uh, DC Universe Classics line. Uh, oh, and yeah, okay, yeah. Um, mentioned this. Yeah, and Mattel just does horrible, horrible work. But yeah. to create, like, brand synergy, like that, so you can have Superman next to He-Man next to Lionel, and they all look generally the same. It's the same basic articulation scheme yeah. and size, and I just, I don't like it. Uh, but uh, but that, that Captain just... Cracker in the slide. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the no, o no, it's re it is all related. So you know. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention was, I watched a little bit of uh, Thundercats Roar after I finished this. Oh yeah, that's right. You mentioned this off, yeah. off podcast. Okay. Mm -hmm. People yeah. need to give it a shot. Okay. You're not gonna get what you got from this from it. Obvi obviously obviously but i think the thing it has really going against it is that that's what people wanted yeah and that's also what i think team titans go has going against it exactly it's, it's two different shows that were that hinted at more of a thing and then were canceled yeah and then we got this yeah um you know, it's it's a it's yeah. a double it's a double whammy, really. It really is, but for the most part, I don't like Teen Titans Go. It's a perfectly serviceable show, but I don't have the vitriol. The main reasons I don't like it is that it's all Cartoon Network plays. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah. It has a couple good episodes, I'll say. Like there's certain mm -hmm. times where they really hit it. And it's hilarious. Yeah, I don't doubt. Uh, and Thundercats Roar, from what I watch, is basically the same. Except I found it to be more consistently funny hmm. from the small sample size I picked. Got it. Uh, uh, but yeah, let's get to yeah, are the actual content. Just wanted to get that out of the way. No, no, that's fine. Uh. Right away, I immediately recognize so many fucking people in this show. Oh, yeah. Will Friedel, Matt Mercer. Yep. Uh, Clancy, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Corey Burton. Corey Burton, yeah. And, Deep, uh, Deep Bradley Baker. Uh, yeah. Robert, Robert Atkin Downs is Mumra. Yeah, that's crazy. What a weird casting choice. I think I, he's the only one where I... I Everybody else is like I don't have any preference for any of the voices over the original, but except for Mumra, I much prefer the original Mumra, honestly. Yeah, I, I I'm with you on that one. I'm looking at the, the only one I really don't remember from the main cast 
is uh, Chitaro, who's voiced by Emmanuel Chiriqui. Yeah, I don't recognize her. She uh, does she, a good job, though. She's mostly in live-action stuff. Wow. But she was also in Tron Uprising as Paige. Interesting. Never watched that show. Uh, it was on. I remember it aired with Motor City, so I just sort of watched it because it was. Yeah. I was already on the channel. Um, we also do have to mention that the original Lionel makes an appearance in the show. As, yes, Claudius is Lionel's father, Larry Kenny, which is yeah. a really cool passing of the tart, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I wish they'd done is uh. We'll get to this more detail later, but later in the series we meet Tiger's birth father. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would have been cool if they got Tiger's original VA. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been cool, you're not wrong. Yeah. But, you know. It is cool that they got Larry Kenny to be Claudus. Yeah. Also, Claudus, really? Claudus, yeah. It's, it's not just Claw, but Claudius literally is like... It means lion. Yeah, of course it does. His ancestor's name is Leo. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and then, like... Myra then, is a puma. And when, then I heard, and then when I heard Claudius, I thought of fucking Hamlet. Yeah. And then, you know, Lion King, but... Chitara... Everyone's just... Yeah, it's... Mm. Yeah, I know. And then fucking, um... I didn't mention a freaking, uh... Uh, Panthro is Kevin Michael Richardson. Uh, yep, I, I mentioned his name earlier. Okay, I, I guess I just didn't. We yeah. rattled off so many names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kevin Michael Richardson as Panthro is a real good pick. Uh, I did that... appreciate. Sorry, ahead. go on. No, I just I did really appreciate the um, the Samo Flange reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for those who don't know. There's there was an original um in the bloopers for the original Thundercats cartoon. There's a bit where Panther is voice actor. He says, uh, "Now just hand me that samoflange," and he goes, "Now what the fuck is a samoflange?" <laughs> <laughs> and it became pretty infamous, and they referenced it a couple of times in Panther's intro episode. Yeah, but anyway. <sighs> yeah, Clancy Brown also just he does the one he he's like he falls into that category we were talking about before where he does like with the exception of Mr. Krabs he does like the one voice but it's such a good voice. Yeah, it's just a really good voice. Like that's just how he talks. Yeah. Unless he's doing Mr. Krabs, then he's actually putting on a voice and it's also really impressive. Yeah, the he has range. It's just they never let him use it all that much because his his normal voice is just fine as it is. I don't want to disparage Clancy Brown, but I kind of feel like a lot of cases they're saying they want a Ron Perlman type, but they can't get Ron Perlman. That's a little disparaging. He's so much more than that, but it's. It's less my opinion about him and my lack of faith in casting directors and the studio system. Yeah, I mean, 
the main thing I remember Clancy Brown from as in SpongeBob is obviously he's the best Lex Luthor. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh he was the last thing I saw him in besides become human um was uh God, fucking uh, he was in that he was in Detroit become human. I forgot. Yeah. Uh but the last thing I saw him in before that was he was in Transformers Prime. He played the leader of Mac. He played uh, the villain fact the human villain faction. Yeah, he played um He was Deathstroke in something. He looks like Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm almost positive he was De- Oh, you know what he was in? That I think is the most recent thing I've seen him in. What? He's Red Death in the Venture Bros. Oh, yeah. In the most recent seasons. Yeah, and then I mean, the last thing I saw Kevin and Michael Richardson was, uh, he was the Shredder in 20, the 2012 Ninja Turtles series. Yeah. But, uh, also tying it back to Transformers, Wolf Dell is the voice of Bumblebee. Oh, oh yeah. In, well, yeah, yeah. In, in uh, freaking. Uh, Transformers, I mean, robots in disguise. Robots in disguise. Yeah, uh, he he does do it in Prime as well, but in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, in, in the uh, the uh, the the big movie finale or whatever. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that show at some point. Oh yeah. Oh, he was also in the Punisher. Oh yeah, that's right. He was. The, the Netflix one. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I think the the show itself. I think the first thing that I kind of was like immediately that kind of immediately just caught my attention was I really, really love the designs of all the like creatures and the races. Yeah. Especially the cats. I love all of the new designs for like the cat. Like the, every single character has a really great design. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the translation of the weird, like, cat face from the old show, uh, they just did a really good job of, like, keeping the spirit of what the old show was trying to go for, but trying to do its own thing. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. Um, it's definitely going after that, uh, that Avatar, like, late teen adventure vibe. I think it might be the same animation studio. Maybe let's see. Let's see. Like what I know that I know they worked on the new Voltron, but I don't remember if they worked on this. It definitely feel. I definitely feel like there's more of the uh, DNA of this and Voltron than anything from Avatar, but it definitely feels like it's going for that vibe. Um, yeah, if it's not the same animation studio, it's a studio trying to like clearly. Do the do Avatar's vibe, which I mean, you know, it works. It kind of feels like someone at Warner Brothers was like, "We need to get on that Avatar shtick." Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, Thundercats! Thundercats! Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, who who's your favorite character? Ooh. Um. Mm. 
That's really tough. I kind of have a tie, and I didn't expect it. It's you, you Panthro. Uh, it's Panthro, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't expect to like Wily Kid and Cat as much as I did. They're real strong. I think they have some. I I think out of all of the redesigns, theirs are the best compared to their original designs. Absolutely, they they gave them real personalities. Yeah, and they're not like they're. There's always the the danger when you have little kid characters. There's always the danger of them being annoying. Yeah, but. I don't think they did a really good balance of making them feel like little kids while also still making them fun characters. Yeah. I agree. But, but yeah, but Panthro, if I, I get, I, I just really like Panthro, <laughs> especially like his design in this. Yeah. Panthro's good. I, I think I like Tigra. Yeah. They gave Tiger a lot more depth in this. Yeah, he was kind of just like a Tiger version of Lionel in the original. Like, he didn't have much to him. I don't remember if he was his brother in the original. He was not. Yeah. That's definitely just uh, this one. So, yeah, they really added a lot of depth to his character with that whole yeah. thing about they... his inferiority towards Lionel. You know the... <sighs> You know what else I think kind of shaped this a little bit? Mm. Uh, we're talking about Tigra. That, that's what brought this to mind. But maybe it's just me because of when this came out. But this came out right at the start of that uh, the, the Game of Thrones fervor. Maybe. And I just remember thinking the whole time, is Tiger like a Theon Greyjoy situation where he's like a, a hospitality hostage or something? Because like Theon Greyjoy was, you know, he was treated like a prince, like a noble son in Winterfell, but he was not there of his own volition. Yeah. And I was just wondering, like Tiger obviously has a chip on his shoulder. Is it a situation like that as well? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I honestly think my favorite. Okay, the the thing I was worried about with that whole subplot with Lionel and Tigra was I thought it was going to become like, oh, Tigra is going to there's going to be the betrayal moment, you know? Yeah. But it never it never comes, and it's literally just like. It's resolved near the middle of the show, pretty much. Yeah. They kind of do have that moment. They kind of do. But it's, it's... Like, I was I was expecting him to go to Mumra levels of a trail. Yeah. You know? Because, like, like some, when, Something like that. When they go into the astral plane, there, there's the whole prophecy, the, by sundown tomorrow, you will experience betrayal like you've never known from your brother and that part but it gets resolved like you said it, it's not a new betrayal it's discovery of old information that is then put into con yeah it's it that's honestly one of my favorite episodes of this yeah it's a real good one uh 
mainly because it was, um, I really liked it because once you get the full picture, especially in the episode where you see Tigra's, um, where he came, how he got to Claudus and how he was adopted, it, it really puts his whole feelings of inferiority and insecurity way more into perspective. Yeah. It really does. That, that that shot of him of his those mother walking away and the crown just like disappearing off of his head. Yeah, that was is, It's real good. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly more of the it was honestly Lionel who had more of a beef than Tigra did. Yeah. But that's just because he's the younger one, I guess. Yeah. He it's an interesting thing where he's the younger, but he's the heir. Yeah, and because he's a, yeah. overshadowed by his far more talented sibling. Yeah, it it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. And both, I wish they had delved more into Lion. Like I wish they had done more with that. Also, where like Lionel feels inferior to him in some ways. It's like. There's all there was an interesting dynamic there because like it's like you said, the older brother who, while he can't have the crown, Lionel still feels that like, he's he's being held up to a high standard, but this a standard that only he can take, so it's sort of a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, it's I don't know there there was there was more you could have done with that for sure, but they did enough. There's more that they could have done with everything in this show if they had the time. It was originally supposed to be 52 episodes. That's unsurprising. Yeah. Because then there was going to be one more season and then... Yeah. I really feel like... They flushed out Lionel real good. They flushed out Tigra real good. They did, like... They did pretty good by Wily Kit and Wily Cat. They're, they're still... They could have used more, which I think they would have gotten in the second season, probably. Yeah, for sure. But they really, I really feel like they did Panthro and Chitara dirty. I disagree mainly because Panthro's like deal with Groon was like a lot. His beef. It was. And he lost his fucking arms, man. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have much. They, they, they didn't flush him out. I feel like. There was definitely he's a grumpy there. older. He's a grumpy old guy. That's his character. It there's there's reason for his being a grumpy old character, but I feel like they need to add more breath. Yeah, but this is also like they def they probably would have done more with him and Chitara. Yeah, later. Chitara really needed more. I really wish they explored more of her relationship with Jaga, honestly. I, yes, that, yes, I, I wish they kept Jago alive long enough for them to explore that, rather least, than in flashback. Yeah, or at least, like, I would have liked a, a moment or two where after Jago's spirit leaves or whatever, and they can't talk to him anymore without going inside the book, I would especially, I would especially loved if Tigra talk to him about 
talk to her about how he's gone, and there was clearly Chitara like Jago is the closest thing Chitara probably ever had to a parent. Yeah. So I think there was a lot there that they could have explored, but we don't know if they were ever intended to explore it later. You know, they yeah. might have. I I really wish they would have. I really like that the speed is something all the clerics have. Yeah. That oh, there's something about speed and animation that I just absolutely love. And that scene at the beginning where the the clerics, you just see the dust cloud coming up and then it's the clerics in the V formation and there's Nardo I, running. Oh, yeah. That gives me chills as much now as it did the first time. I honestly think that I, I, speaking of another strong up is literally the this show starts off so strong. The the two parter, the opening two parter yeah. is a really good introduction. Absolutely. It's it's super strong. Absolutely. Yeah. It 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 takes a little bit for it to like it it has a strong stride early on and it takes a little bit to pick back up from that stride, but you know. Yeah. I really really just This is a really good show. Yeah. I I, I um I, Yeah. I do have some trivia for you. Okay. Hit me. Uh, in an interview with Dan Norton and Shanna Caradenton and Larry Kenny at PowerCon, they mentioned that there was there was going to be season two, and there was some stuff that they had already planned out. Uh, one was it would detail Mumra's hand in the creation of the Snarfs. What? Yeah, uh, Slyth's history with Link, so which would explain how Slyth and the Lizard sided with Mumra. Oh. Mumra tricking the Thunder Kittens into bringing the Sword of Omens to him so that he could t send them to Eldara. Mm. And Pumira being transformed into a wicked insectoid monster on a mission to capture the Thundercats. Oh. The name of the final stone was revealed to be the Soul Stone. Soul Stone. I don't know how that's different from the Spirit Stone. I don't know. Maybe it's like wizard versus sorcerer. Maybe. Not sure. Yeah. I'm sure they would have explained it. Yeah. Because we have, we have the war stone, the tech stone, and the spirit stone. The spirit stone seems to have a lot to do with the... Uh... Astral plane? Astral plane. It, it, it seems like it's more manipulating spirits and including your own but i feel like soul could have more to do with pulling power from yourself maybe i don't know it could be empathy empathy yeah it could be empathy power like a heart from uh you know yeah uh, that, captain planet that's very yeah i can see that uh i got three complaints about this show yeah. as much as I like it. Uh-huh. The least of which is uh I don't like what they did with Snarf. I'm fine with it cuz otherwise he would have just been talking and been really annoying. Yeah, but okay. When I was a kid Snarf was like one of my favorite characters. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. I have the I have a whole 
everybody there's always those characters that everybody like the, there's that that zeitgeist of like oh they're the worst they're so annoying i fucking hate them like jar jar binks yeah or well, uh, jar jar whatever. binks is more than that it's no no but you know what i mean though like those yeah. types of characters yeah. those types of characters i get you and i i never every single one of them i i was like they're not that bad they're really not that annoying except for snarf I kind of always thought Snarf was annoying. I Snarf is the like the only one I like. I just I liked his like Lionel Snarf Snarf Lionel. Oh. God, I, I hated Snarf. <laughs> Snarf was the worst. Oh man, I loved Snarf when I was a kid, and I, I fucking I, hate. God, I hate Snarf. I I guess maybe it is better that he's just a cat, but I don't know. I like his design. It would have been nice if they had a character that would go, "Oh, Lionel, just like they, they, one." They might have done. They might have done that in the episode where they found out about the snarfs. That's true. They could have. Or there might have been a, some talking snarfs, and one of them sounded like that. Yeah, or maybe like uh, they do a cactus juice style segment where something like that. Lionel's hallucinating, and Snarf starts to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what were the other two? Um what were my other complaints? Snarf. I forgot the second one. Hmm. Uh but the third one I still remember. And this show is so horny. Oh, the the Chitara thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's not that bad. It's just the way the camera lingers. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, I, I've talked about this before, it, when we were talking about Slayers. And it's just the way the camera lingers on stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's not as bad as most anime is about it, but it's still yeah. pretty... Male gazy, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. There were some cool, sort of like remixes of stuff from the original show that I appreciated. Yeah, like the trials of Lionel was a thing in the original show too. Yeah, it was. He, but he was against the real Thundercats, and it was like to try and prove that he was actually a proper king, mainly because in the original series, Lionel. People don't remember this, but Lionel is he actually was, a child. He's he a child. was a thirteen-year-old in the body of a twenty-seven-year-old, basically. Because of because his cryostasis thing fucked up or whatever. Yeah. And they kind of they kind of met in the middle with this new show where Lionel is still really young, but he's like a young adult. Yeah, he's so it's like he's still a little brash and a little cocky, but like he still has the capabilities of a, an adult. So they kind of met in the middle. Yeah, it, they never really get into it much in the original show. I mean, obviously in the original the Trials of Lion-O, yes. But outside of that, Lion-O very much had that, like, ha-ha, yes, I know what to do. Sword oh, of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Oh, snarf. Yeah, it, it, he, like, he had that, um... I forgot the character, the, the Leave the Beaver Dad. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. He had a little bit of that energy about him. Like, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> the father knows best type, basically. He had that sort of an energy about yeah. him um, in the original, even though he was a 
technically he was the same age as Wily Kit and Wily Cat. Yeah. There's a really subtle thing that I noticed too. It was mainly in the two two episodes, but the, like, I did you notice that Lionel was actually really close to Kit? Like, for, like they they seem to be really good friends. Like Kit seems to have a lot of faith in Lionel. Yeah, I. That's one of the things I actually remembered from my uh, first time watching the show. And I remember it being less pronounced than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it definitely was there. I, I I really like that though. I don't know. There was just something. It, it's it's a way to make because a lot of the time you group Kit and Cat together, but it's a way to it's another thing that where Kit is different from Cat. Yeah. You know? She has the most faith in Lionel. Yeah. It, it specifically you see it in the trials of Lionel, and of course the the last episode where she's the one who's like, "Look around you, look what you did. Yeah, you made this happen, Lionel." Which I think is uh, kind of neat. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, the other th remix thing that I noticed was like, um, Momoro's sword is called the Sword of Plundar. Yeah. Well, in the original series... The, That's like, the planet the mutants come from. Yeah, Plundar, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was kind of a fun fun little touch. Yeah, I like that. Oh, it did. There was one other trivia thing I remembered. Oh? In uh, Legacy, the episode where we first meet Leo and yeah. get the flashback, when Mumra is telling Leo uh, that, oh. every species, with, with, that every species has its place... I know, I know what this is. You can see Monstar from Silverhawks and Mako from Tiger Sharks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's kind of a cool thing. Which is relevant because they were designed by the same design team. Yep. Uh, same animation. It was still, it was all Rankin and Bass back in the day. Which is also why the magic word to open the bag was Rankin Bass. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, you do see Silverhawks in Thundercats Roar. Oh, okay. It's a cartoon they're watching. Of course. Yeah. Did you did you have a favorite episode or favorite episodes? Um, I. Yeah, I I need to look at the episode list real quick. Give me a sec. Okay. Uh, do we have an episode list on IMDb? Because I, I have it up on the wiki. I've got it. I've got it. Thank you, though. Um. I think I like Survival of the Fittest. I like that one a lot too, mainly because we got more about Kit and Cat. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. It is. Um, uh, that and Recipe for Disaster. I like th those two. Yeah, mine are. Uh, I already mentioned um, Between Brothers. 
Um, yeah. And Survival of the Fittest. So the other two that I really liked were The Drifter and The Duelist. Yeah, that was a good one too, yeah. And I also liked Soul Sever. Yes. That was yes. a fucked up episode. Yes. You know what I was? I also liked that I did not think we'd get so early on, but I'm glad we did. Hmm. The Burbles. Oh yeah, the I really enjoyed that moment where Panther gave him a hug. Yeah. They're all cute. Yeah. Oh, Panther's a big softy. Yeah? What you gonna do about it? <laughs> Nothing, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of bummed that after Panther gets his arms, he doesn't use his cool nunchucks as much. Yeah. His, his arms, his his big arms are really cool. His, uh, I feel like his arms kind of take the place of the power up his nunchucks got in the original cartoon. Yeah, you're right. Uh, because in the original cartoon. They sort of they started out as just nunchucks, but then they sort of got like this, like the daredevil uh, baton thing where they could like grow the chain would elongate. Yeah, I also like the tiger got his original whip from his dad. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and Chitara I... got her power up. Oh, 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 yeah, the staff. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised a, a man at arms type show hasn't made panthos dumb nunchucks with the claws at the end of them they're so fucking stupid yeah they're so stupid i love them i feel like it would you, you wouldn't even have to do manos you just do it from woodworking yeah i would just like to see them yeah i would too but, um, the last thing i do want to say about this is I didn't see the Pumaira betrayal coming. I didn't the first time I watched it. Um, I don't remember. Did, was, did she have that characteristic in the original cartoon? Because I barely remember her in the original. I, I also barely remember because that was later in the, the show. Yeah. When the when Linkso and Pumaira showed up. So that was kind yeah. of the part of the show that didn't air as much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, just did not. I'm, I'm, and I'm sad that that's one of the plot points that I wish that I wanted resolved most out of the stuff that didn't get resolved. I kind of wanted to see where that went, mm. but you know, oh well. Uh, Is it yeah. crazy for me that I'm kind of sad Lionel doesn't have a a romantic interest that lasts. No, not really. I, I just, I'm usually the one who complains about romantic subplots, right? Yeah. And I feel like the, 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 uh, Lino tiger competing over Chitara is trite. And, and not yeah. the best, but there's something about characters it, who express, it hardly ever comes up. Yeah, it it comes up more in the early series. It, it gets settled pretty quick, uh, yeah. but like halfway through. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, there's something about characters who have expressed interest in romance and failed that I just 
maybe I relate to them more or something. I was, and, I was literally, I was about to say that might be it. You might just be projecting, you know, yeah, project, projecting a little, maybe. Yeah, I just nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with projecting into a character. Yeah, there's nothing, no. But I don't know who else they could have like. I don't remember there being any other Thundercats. They would you have, had have a... introduced. Uh, you could have introduced a new character. Yeah, could have. Could have fallen in love with not a cat. Not a cat. Could have been a dog. Could have been a lizard. Yeah. I mean, that kind of... That would have been a really interesting episode, actually. Because, I mean... Then you could have really played up the whole line I was trying to unite... Yeah. The, uh, the, all the other races, and you could have some prejudice there, for sure, for yeah. the others in a weird, in a weird way. Because, like, he seems to be the only character in the main cast who really cares about trying to not be racist. <laughs> yeah. Or speciesist yeah. or I mean they're speciesist, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. prejudice. Yeah, not be prejudiced towards the not cats. Exactly. He's like the only one who Chitara goes along with it because he's her king. And Wily Kit and Wily Cat have more experience with other races because they've lived in the slums of Bandera. So and Panthro has been out in the wild, so he doesn't really care. He's more like... he's. Tigra has the most beef with it. Tigra does have the most beef, but Panthro's second to him, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Panthro's got like that... What's, what's the character's name? Uh, Dober? Oh, yeah. Dober. They have that relationship of two people who are casually racist who are mm -hmm. different races who get along but they still just keep being racist to each other uh-huh i've known multiple people like that in my life just going through public school i i've known people who i don't know it it's like Maybe it's just a level of comfort of making fun of each other that they're like, they don't really mean it. They know and get yeah, as good maybe, as you can get. Know. And they could take it as good as they can give it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a relationship I don't really get. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But to, to round it back to the first thought was really is still a shame the show was canceled. Oh, yeah. This... <laughs> yeah, real pity. Okay, oh. you know what phys You know what physically hurt me? What? Uh, was, uh... Not to, you know, give away too much, but... Let's just say I couldn't find all of the episodes on the completely legal site that I found this episode on. Of course. These episodes on, of course. And so I had to find a YouTube rip of a thing, we'll say... And the YouTuber was from Cartoon Network, and it was like, coming up next, Green Lantern, the animated <laughs> series. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. We, yeah. we here we here at Agri Podcast Incorporated do not officially promote illegal pirating. Yeah. I have the Blu-rays. I genuinely do. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, I, I I actually I, I do I actually have the DVDs of some of the stuff we already we have watched. Yeah. Uh, but uh. Uh yeah. Um, 
I do want to say, though, yes, that there is a chance this could come back, I think. It's a very slim chance. Yeah, it's about as much of a chance as Symbionic Titan has to come back. I'd say maybe a little more, because did you watch the uh, Teen Titans go to the movies? No. The end credits is teasing that they're trying to bring back the original Teen Titans cartoon for new episodes. Mm, okay. I mean, listen, if fucking Young Justice can come back, yeah, anything's possible. So here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. The way that this would have to come back, Thundercats Roar would have to be successful. Yeah. There would have to be a vocal online community pushing for this to come back. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, okay, Young Justice came back because DC put out its uh, streaming service, DC yeah. Nation or whatever it's called. Um, and that's probably where if Teen Titans comes back, it'll come back there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Thundercats is not DC Comics. Nope. But both are owned by Warner Brothers. Mm. Good point. And DC has done comics for other Warner Brothers promotions in the past. I see where you're going with this. So if DC can maybe get a comic based on Thundercats rolling, hmm. there would be precedence for a return of the 2011 Thundercats reboot on DC Nation. Or if they put it on Netflix. Whichever. Uh, Warner seems to be pulling their stuff off Netflix, with some exception. Yeah. With the exception of, like, the CW shows. Yeah, well. We're running into the same problem as television. Yeah, we are. Too many, too many things. It's like, you don't don't get it. You idiots, you don't, you fools. Yeah, they... Listen, I'm not, like, I'm not saying that, like, how do I put this? There should be alternatives to Netflix. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be alternatives to Netflix because, you know, monopolies are never good. Yeah. But there is such a thing as too many. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. You can't... On the other side... I For starters, I agree. Wholeheartedly. They are fucking up this. Uh, on the other hand, you know, not even the other hand, this is more, I mean, this more as a condemnation of these companies. Yeah. These are companies that have been rivals for like a hundred years. Like Warner Brothers, MGM, all that shit. Yeah. Viacom, all, all, essentially all that stuff comes back to the old early days of Hollywood studio system. You had the four major studios and they competed with a vehemence and 
we're still vitriol. seeing that today. Yeah, vehemence and vitriol. Yeah, and that we can't. They 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 refuse to come together to create a shared platform for streaming. Now, there should definitely be multiple streaming platforms because monopolies are bad. Obviously, that that's not a. There's no argument about that. Yeah. Um, but they still need to a couple of them need to partner up to create a joined platform yeah, a couple times. There's too, there's too many. Yeah. Because it's like you, you don't have enough to have a proper streaming platform, my guy. Yeah. it's You need more than just this. <sighs> Which is why the Funimation thing is also dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Although I heard they back they backpedaled on that. Yeah. I don't know. They mm. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, anyway. You got anything more to say about Thundercats? Nope. Alright, I don't either. Real good show. Real shame it got cancelled. Yeah, it's it's not even the best of its class, but it's damn good. Oh yeah, no, it's. I mean, it was. It, it it's following on the footsteps of Avatar: The Last Airbender. So. And then it got followed up by a couple other shows along that same vein. Yeah, that were of the same quality, if not better. Yeah, I mean, okay. But we'll, you know. Yeah, we we don't need. I I would. It's definitely above Voltron. I mean, that's not the. That's not a lot. That's not a high bar. I know it's not, but I'm just... It's definitely above there. Anything uh, to take a shot at Voltron, though, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Uh, and that's as someone who enjoyed Voltron. <laughs> um, yeah. I still think I like Korra better, and I like She-Ra way more. Oh, yeah. Because those are... Those are two other shows in the same vein. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Uh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, then uh, we're going to take one more short break. Well, we're going to take another short break. And when we come back, yes. we're going to talk about At Lost Star. See you then. Acme Podcasts Incorporated. On. Acme Podcasts Incorporated. And welcome back, everybody, to Acme Podcasts Inc. I am your host, Laser J, and with me, as always, is. It's Kai. Welcome back That's... for the break, everybody. Yep, we are back from our break, and we are ready to tackle Outlaw Star. Uh, yeah. So, Outlaw Star. Outlaw Star was uh, space opera. Of, it is. A, it is technically a space opera. Oh, it's it's a space western. Yeah. Mainly. No, it's 
Really, yeah, that's more accurate. It's a space western. Yeah. It, it was originally released in... Uh, 98. 98? Um, 90, yeah, 98. 90, no, 96. Original run... Oh, the manga was 96. Yeah. Right. Manga was 96 and the anime was 98. From yeah. January 98 to June of 98. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it stars... The, it stars Gene Starwind... And his crew of the Outlaw Stars, they go on adventures in space. Like, there's not the the, the and they're trying to find uh, what they're what they call a legendary treasure, the Galactic Ley Line. Yeah, uh, it it's real good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. It's it's not as good as I remember it. No, it's really one. not. Um, a lot I of it just it doesn't be- hold up. It it doesn't. It's it's still a good show, but it's definitely not. I'm like, oh, I remember this being a lot better. Yeah, it, but, it definitely. Yeah. It approaches the concepts of what is humanity and stuff like that that shows like Ghost of the Shell will cover, and, yeah. and it approaches like kind of like some of the themes that you'd see in like Cowboy Bebop, but it doesn't really get there. Yeah. And and our main character Gene is—I said this earlier—and you sort of agreed, but not entirely. He's like a perfect mix between uh, Onizuka from GTO and Spike Spiegel. Yeah, I guess it's just because I haven't seen Onizuka. So. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean the. Okay, the first thing that I have to say, which is the first thing I said when I started watching the show again, was the opening fucking slaps. Yeah, it's a good fucking opening. God, fuck, I didn't skip it once. The opening fucking Same. rules. Oh, yeah, that's, God, a, what? that's a good opening. It's Hold on, what what was the name of the opening? Hang on. Uh, uh, let's see here. While you're looking that up. Actually, I forgot what I was going to say, so never mind. <laughs> uh, I'll start opening. I remember looking it up and then not writing it down like an idiot. Yeah. Star opening. No, not. That's not what I wanted. Uh, uh, opening. What was it called? Tell me what it was called. Through the Night. Through the Night, yeah. By uh, Performed by Adamachi Masahiko. Okay. Real good opening. Yeah, it is. Uh... In terms of cast, the only person I've recognized was the voice of Aisha. Because she voiced Rogue in the X-Men cartoon. Yeah, Lenore Zahn. Yeah, she's the only one I recognize. Everybody else, I don't really recognize. At all. Uh, I mean, I, other than like, I mean, out of the main cast anyway, because I, I mean, I obviously heard Steve Bloom a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, and Troy Breaker as well. Yeah, they're they're in the background of a. They're like additional voices, stuff like that. I'm looking at named characters, and yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, I don't recognize any of them. Asia was the only one I recognized. Yeah. Um, I looked up. Uh, Bob 
Buckholes, uh, who is Gene. Yeah, he became like a voice director. Basically. Yeah, he did eventually, but he has a couple voice. He has more voice credits to his list. Uh, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Okay, here we go. Uh, he's Sunny in B Stars. Oh, he's also Ogma he... in that same show. Okay, so he's still doing voice work. Yeah, I mean he. I mean, he's obviously casting himself since he's a voice director. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you're the voice director, you can cast wherever you want. Yeah. Uh, he's Celestial yeah. G in The Seven Deadly Sins, Prisoner of the Sky. Oh, yeah, that anime. Uh, he, he has a lot of, like, background characters or additional voices. Tertiary voices. Yeah, I think it's more like... I think a lot of his voice directions, a lot of his voice castings are like... Uh, I'm here. I'll do this background character type thing. He doesn't have or a lot I'll of. Do the... Yeah, or I'll do the secondary character or whatever. Yeah, he's also Lance in Pokemon Origins. Oh, neat. Uh, but yeah, I don't like. I said I don't really recognize anybody. Yeah, but this was at a time when it. This was a weird time for dubbing because there were a lot of people who were doing it but like yeah it wasn't until later that the people who were good at it kind of came out of it like steve bloom and yeah troy breaker and yeah crispin crispin freeman and um you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Y- you know what else he was in i'm sorry um no go ahead he was uh takenochi from cromarty high the movie god <laughs> Cromarty High is so fucking good. Oh, he's Hub Lebowski in uh, Wolf's Rain. Oh. God, I've fucking spent forever since I've seen Wolf's Rain. Yeah. He's done some video game work. He's Jason Beck in The Big O. Oh. Huh. Oh, wait. Was he. He was Beck? Like, as in. Beck? Beck. Oh, wow. Okay. That w- Okay. Wow. There you go. Jason Beck. Another, yeah. another, sh- another show we covered. Yeah. Uh, although, although, you, although you didn't like Beck. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like Beck. <laughs> uh, same time frame, though. Yeah, same. Was, yeah. He was additional voices on Digimon Adventure 02. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't uh, surprise me. Yeah. I recognize quite a few people who were on Digimon in this, honestly. Yeah, it, it was probably the same crew, or the same dub house, or whatever. Kind of like how I recognize all the people in Pokemon when we talked about Slayers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and people just kind of spread out and eventually found places like Funimation and Saban and whatever. Yeah. Oh, he's Steve in Trigun. Oh. This would have paired really well with Trigun, honestly. It really would have, yeah. But this also, we needed, you know, this, you know, there's not a lot of science fantasy. Yeah, there's not. Um, um, we could. I just had a thought. What's up? How do you feel about Trigun with Gungrave? I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. It is. Ob- it is obvious. Like I can't think of anything else to pair either of them with, really. I mean, you could do. 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. It just, it just occurred to me. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, it makes start. sense, yeah. It's Rowell Star itself. Um, God, where to begin? <sighs> I remember the caster gun being used way more. Same! I remember it, like him using it all the time, but he actually doesn't use it all that much. No, they make a whole big deal about how the ammo is like impossible to find. Yeah, and then he uses it like a total of like ten times throughout the whole. Probably, show. yeah. And most of those are in the last episode. Mainly near the beginning. <laughs> yeah, most of those are in the last episode or near the beginning. Yeah, because he fires it like four times in the last episode or two. Yeah. Uh, and then he, I think he fires it once in the first, another two times in the second, maybe. He fires, he fires it three times in the first, and then he fires it like a couple. He fires it a couple times when the on ten seven first show up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember it being a bigger deal. I do. T do you think maybe because we both watched this tsunami the first time, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's where I watched it. There's... Oh, by the way, we, yeah, we would... hmm? we did we we already said we were talking about the dub, but we did watch the dub. So. Oh yeah, we we've, we've been watching the dub. Um, you think maybe the version that aired on Toonami was different, and they just edited a lot of the stuff out that they had to, and so maybe. they extended fight scenes by using caster footage again. Well, I think it might have been also a um, product of the fact that they made a big deal of the caster gun in the promotional material. That's true. Yeah. Like when they talked about it, on the show, it's like he uses this this fucking badass gun, and you remember the promos, and thus you sort of internalize. Oh yeah, the caster gun was a really big deal, right? That's true. Yeah. But you know, mostly Gene gets by on his wit. Yeah. And pure and pure dumb luck. And a. Uh... Double barreled sawed off. <laughs> yeah, double barreled sawed off and a knife. Yeah. And the, the, the light feels or whatever. Yeah. Like he uses the caster gun for like big problems. Yeah. Now like, oh, a space wizard. Yeah. I guess I should use this gun. There are a couple parts in this where I can't like Going back to something else we talked about recently, Slayers. Uh huh. Slayers is a parody series of the fantasy genre. Yeah, obviously. There are times where I can't tell if this is trying to be a parody or not, or if it's just this is a filler episode, so let's have some fun. I think it's just it's a filler episode. Let's be silly, like especially okay. the bathhouse episode. Yeah, that. It's the yeah. it's the most filler silly episode. Yeah. It also had the most footage cut from it from the original airing. Definitely, oh, we see Asia just full frontal, topless. Nude, yeah, we see her nipples in the original cut. Yeah, they had to obviously cut around that in the tsunami airing. Yeah, they did that obviously. with the the Tenchi series too a lot. Yeah, they they did that with Malf uh They actually in the tsunami airing, Malfina had like a um, like a a, a sports bra and, and like some shorts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was never. She actually wasn't fully nude in the tsunami run. Yeah, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
but you know. I feel like this is I, a dumb question because I know the answer to it, but you got a favorite character? Zaysha. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know you know what I'm about. Big muscly Catwoman. Yeah. I know. She's a dude. big muscly she's a big muscly catwoman. And they're not the thing is is like most okay, here's the thing that I am so shocked by. Because I remember her, I remember her being buff, but like with an old animal like this, it's like yeah, she's probably not actually that buff. No, she's pretty buff. Yeah, she's pretty damn buff. She's like Olympic wrestler buff. Yeah, she's got like she's got some serious biceps. Yeah, she's not. She show- she's not bulky buff. But oh yeah, well, I mean that's no, that's that's just that's listen. Impossible I like, I like standards. <laughs> I listen. I don't. I like muscles, but even yeah, Bucky is po- grotesque. There's, genuinely, there's a point where there's a point where it starts to become a problem. Yeah, I only I have I have a couple issues with this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, there is something again, probably not the most qualified person to say on this, but there's something about uh, making. A dark skin character uh animalistic and animism in portraying people of color within media uh, that, that yeah. that's a known issue also the the the, I mean, the light hair dark skin is another trope that i've been seeing popping up a lot in people's complaints that, that, yeah that's just anime but yeah I yeah but it's, it's no, I get it. Anime yeah. is not a good excuse. No, no, I get it. Yeah. I understand. I just want to um, get that out in the open real quick. Um, although, I do want to point out that not all of her race is like that. So Yeah. But she know. is, and she's our main example of a Katara uh, Kataro. Yeah, fair enough. Um... Also, she's a hothead, which is another trope that people would like avoided in dark yeah. characters. But I don't think we're qualified to comment on it. We're not, but I'm just repeating things I've had. Yeah, no, it's it's a fair, it's a, fair yeah. it's a it's a completely fair thing to mention. Yeah. Um. The other thing is, it's more just like a plot device that I. I understand why they abandoned it real early on. Mm. But it kind of bothers me because it's stuck in... Maybe because I watched this all in like four days, but it's stuck with me. Mm. When we first have Aisha facing off against Jean, she says that her shifting abilities are locked... Tied to the moon. Tied to the moon. And then she can't transform because they're on a space station that has no moon. And then we yeah. see her transform a bunch in places that have no moon. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, Who cares? <laughs> uh, just, like, they abandoned yeah. that concept. I think they just used that concept for- to make it easier to give Gene an out. Yeah, but also for comedy. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I just felt... I also felt the need to bring that up. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, but overall, yeah. Um, I think I think my one of my major complaints is that like, 
out of the main cast, it, 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 I'm talking about Suzuka specifically, um, we get all of her ship shit kind of dumped on us in one episode. Yeah. And it's like, it kind of comes out of left field with her beef with the one of the members of the On 10-7. Like you have, she stole her face, and it's like yeah. what there. It feels like there's a lot here that we didn't get to learn, and it feels like you could have told us more before all this shit was kind of dumped on us at once. Yeah, with, I feel like the manga probably handled it better, and they probably. realized they weren't getting a second season, so they needed to wrap this shit up. Yeah, my other complaint is that Fred is a very much a stereotype. Yeah, like, yeah, that. That was something I really wanted to bring up, also that I forgot. Yeah. Uh, also, we did we did skip an episode. We did. Gene uh, dresses as up as a woman to sneak into a wrestling thing. Yeah, female wrestling league competition, which is stupid on multiple levels. Asia or Suzuku could have gone in. In fact, Asia does. <sighs> why did Gene have to like why do we have to do the man in a dress joke yeah you have, most of your cast is women Gene and and Gene and Jim are the only men on the fucking ship I mean hey. Malfina can't Malfina can't fight but, no, but to be fair but Aisha and Suzuka can is this a rare instance where it's a predominantly female cast and it's not a harem series yeah that's kind of surprising like, the only one that Gene seems to have any quote-unquote romantic interest in is Melf. Malfina. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously there's the stuff in the Hot Springs episode, but yeah. that's just for that's just for laughs. Yeah. Uh, and, and Gene is a lech. Yeah. That, yeah. That, mm. Oh, going back to my comparison earlier of him being a combination of those two characters. Onizuka's a lech. Yeah. Um, yeah. To give you context for what, how I would classify Onizuka that you might get. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Okay. So you know how in Dragon Ball, Kami and Piccolo were once one person and they were pulled into two separate people. One all the good and one all the bad. Yeah. Onizuka is the bad half of Common Rider Forze. Okay. That's his character. Got it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, sorry. Um, Just, I wanted to make I, that comparison. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot about the big, dumb grappler arms. Really? I, like, okay, I, I remember the grappler arms, but I didn't remember, like... It got particularly dumb when, like, there was just a guy with a grapple arm ship and it was holding a fucking katana. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fucking stupid, dude. That's not even the half of it. That that oh. I know it isn't. I know it isn't. But it's like that shit's so fucking dumb. I love it. You know where it gets really dumb with with well, shit like that. Well, Did you ever read a uh, Gundam Seed Astray? Uh, no. That gets some dumb magic katana shit in it but on oh, gundam with the, scale with the with the gerbera straight i guess yeah the, the, yeah, the red straight the red straight sword yeah. yeah that's oh man, that that's some dumb shit it it's 
It, it is, I know. Okay. It, it was it was a, it actually a full size sword made by a Japanese swordsmith, I know. Fucking it's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but, Sorry. Um, um I also feel like the other character that I felt like could have got more was Jim. Yeah, Jim didn't get much. He's He only gets he gets one episode yeah. to himself. It kind of focuses on him. And there's some stuff that is kind of hinted at that I kind of wish I'd fleshed out more. There's like a bit where he sleeps beside Malfina and he says Malfina reminds me reminds him of his mom. Yeah. And it's like, what's the deal with that? Don't worry about it. You never find out. You know what would have been interesting? What? They also established in one of those episodes. I think it's the episode where they where it's kind of Jim on his own doing stuff. Uh, that yeah, he's that, the, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, he's the son of a genius inventor. Yeah, who is yep. and he himself is a genius inventor. But it would have been interesting if his father was one of the people who worked on the GPX01. Yeah, which might be the reason why Malfina was like his mom. Yeah, that could have been interesting. Yeah, yeah. I also. It would have. Sorry. Um, go ahead. It would have strayed no, no, no. a little bit into uh, Ray Ayanami territory at that point. Yeah, but you know, whatever. it wouldn't have been as bad because Jean's not Gendo. <laughs> no. Uh, or or. Uh, oh God, I don't remember. Shinji. He's not Shinji either. He's. No. Yeah. No. But um, I would have. There's another bit, there's another relationship I think could have been explored, and it kind of only shows up at the very end. Mm -hmm. There's a bit at the end where Aisha is trying to cheer Jim up and talking to him. Mm -hmm. Just kind of make him feel like, you know, just kind of being there for him. And like, you could have done a big sister thing with her. Yeah. There, there, there's a couple small moments where you see them getting along, but they never really build on it that much. Yeah, there could have been. You could have had a whole, a whole episode just about the two of them. I feel like every character should have had their own episode. Suzuka especially. Yeah. Like, but... Interestingly yeah. enough, Suzuka's my favorite character. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Uh, she definitely needed more, but she was still... She's a... She's, she's got some tropes in her that I find appealing in a character yeah and malfina is fine There's yeah nothing, I, I did really like her i mean her main thing is a relationship with gene and like wanting to figure out who she is i remember the relationship with gene being much more forward in yeah it, the, it, it's yeah it, it's really downplayed I, I really remember there being more of a dynamic there i like I like that it's kind of downplayed, honestly. I do too, but it's just it's different from what I remember, isn't? Which is yeah. interesting because, like, I Gene spends more time being dismissive or downright like rude an to asshole. her, an asshole to her, than he does expressing any sort of fondness for her. There's just a few moments that I guess stuck out to me and when I was younger. Which I think transfers to Gene. Because Gene obviously gets the most development as a character. Yeah. Which kind of like shifts into Gene. Because I think Gene being an asshole in general is literally his like... Defensive? He, yeah, he has... It's a defense mechanism. It's how he deals with his survivor's guilt. 
basically. Like, Gene's whole, like... Episode 15 is kind of where we really start to get into it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it really... He, he starts to question, like, his entire life. Yeah. It's the first time he ever truly feels like he's ever been in danger of dying since the accident with his father. Yeah. And there's that moment when, in the in that episode, when he basically comes on to Malfina forcefully. Yeah, he sexually assaults her. Yeah, and then they kind of have a, a weird, strained thing going on until, like, near the very end. Yeah. Until he actually, like, tries to make amends in some way. And then in that same episode or like not long after he shouts at her he said he asked why are you here why are you even why do you even exist as i'm like gene are you asking her or are you asking yourself yeah it's <sighs> there's not too many shows that came out in this time period that would have a, a main character self-reflect that much i don't think yeah uh I mean, there's there's a couple that did and probably did better, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that I'm not saying there are, but like it was it was rare for shows during this time frame. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I feel here's the thing: the two shows that I would bring as examples of it being done and also maybe better are shows I haven't actually watched, but I just mm -hmm. from what I know about them, I assume they do. Uh huh. And that's uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex and uh, Cowboy Bebop. Definitely Cowboy Bebop. But that's because Cowboy Bebop is such a character-driven show. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, I think that um, a really... I think the best example of a self-reflective... Even though this isn't a shonen series, it has shonen-esque qualities. It's a same yeah. series, clear. Yeah. I, I think the best example I've ever seen of a self-reflective shonen protagonist was Ed in uh, Fullmetal Alchemist. Yeah, definitely. But I I don't want to get too much into that. Yeah, cause we'll get to there I'll one day. A, yeah, we'll get there one day because I have a whole I have a whole spiel about Ed, Ed yeah. as a character. And I'll, I want to save that for when we talk about Brotherhood. We'll get there one day. Um, one day. But the other... I, I will, Sorry, before you go on. I will say, if this was a shonen series... Yeah. Jim would have been the main character, and Melfina would have been replaced by the, the, the assassin girl that he connected with in, that, in his episode. Yeah, you're not wrong. By the way, a sad episode. Yeah, it really was. It's a shame. It really is him that's the only episode that Jim has to himself kind of yeah because his character outside of that is just Jing do your fucking job do your fucking job idiot yeah um the other episode that is another that kind of goes more into the kind of connects to the episode 15 is 21 the dragon's graveyard mm, yeah where it's, I think it's Suzuka or Aisha that it's Suzuka, yeah. And she's like, "Have you been? Why have you been avoiding her?" He's like, "What are you talking about? I haven't been avoiding her. Like you're talking out of your ass, Gene." Yeah. And he he keeps 
keeps trying to put up his big tough guy facade, despite the fact that Suzuka and literally everybody around him knows he cares about Malfina. Yeah, it's... <sighs> the show's not as good as I remember, honestly. That that's It's that's, not, that's, it's not. Yeah, that that's my big takeaway. I remember... But- Loving this when I was a kid, and that this makes me scared to reapproach some of the other tsunami shows I really liked when I was a kid. I mean, I think it's interesting to look back on them and like, because some of them might be better than you remember. Yes, I, I'm just, I'm not scared that they're gonna be like I'm gonna be let down by them, or I should say, I'm scared about how I'll be let down by them, like. Outlaw Star isn't as good as I remember, but a lot of that is just I'm more aware of certain things now than I was yeah. at eight years old, nine years old. Yeah. Uh, so it stands out to me more. Uh, yeah. But I'm also just kind of worried, like, oh, no, is Ronin Warriors bad? <laughs> Ronin... Ronin, listen, listen, Ronin Warriors... <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna be real with you. Ronan Warriors isn't is probably not that great. Oh, I don't want to hear that, dude. It'll always be golden in my heart. But we're gonna have to watch it, and then you're gonna have to confront it. <sighs> Fuck you. Listen, I yeah. I watched it. I watched it like again a couple of years ago. God damn. Listen. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm not gonna say anything other than there's still some stuff there, but again, there's nostalgia goggles were definitely on. Got it. Let's be real. Oh, but, you know, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, we're not there yet. The ending was wild. Yeah. Um... <laughs> it got. There's some Gurren Logan shit at the end of fucking Outlaw Star. Yeah, it got real magic at the end. Real magic. The fucking the main bad guy turning to that big, gross spaceship thing. And yeah. They, them coming back to life through cyberspace and fucking, <laughs> like, they, tech go- techno ghosts. They willed themselves out of the Matrix. It was... A lot of wild shit happened in those last few episodes. <laughs> oh, God. It's like at the end... Which is, which is the Matrix movie where we see Neo doing stuff outside of the Matrix? Of uh, the third one. Third, it's like the end of the third one. Yeah, Gene is the one. <laughs> but only when have, he's emotionally connected to Melfina. <laughs> you have the will of the ley line, Gene. I have the... You have... It's literally, it's literally just use the power of spiral energy to defeat the anti-spiral. <laughs> it's the same shit, man. Yeah, same it, shit. Really, it really fucking is. <laughs> it's the same shit. Even though this came first, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. Uh, uh, I exited like that one ending moment when we had a, a callback to Gene pinching Malfina's cheek. Yeah. And they kind of did it to each other at the end of the show. I thought that was really cute. That's the Melfina I wish we'd seen throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. I don't know. I 
I wish we I wish we got more of that Malphite. I would have given anything for a second season that had self-actualized Melfina. Or a movie. Or a movie, yeah, but I'd prefer a second season. I think a movie would have been really good, actually. This this series lends itself well to being yeah. made, to having a movie. You're not wrong, but I still just... Yeah, no, I get you. I want 26 episodes of self-actualized Melfina who can give it as good as Gene gives it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we could have explored stuff more with the Qatar Qatar Empire and Asia and stuff. Yeah, there's they they talk about going to other sectors. There there's whole other yeah. parts of space we haven't seen. Yeah, although Asia doesn't, Asia and Suzuka don't go with them, which is kind of a shame. They do if you stick around for after the credits. Oh, at the last. Oh, did you did you just check out at the credit sequence of the last episode? I watched the credit sequence and then just kind of like assumed that that was it. Oh no, 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 no! You see, uh, Gene and Jim and Melf, the, the the outlaw star has broken down in deep space, and they've got a tow truck oh. coming, and the tow truck's fixing, and then they're seeing the tow truck guy back to his ship, and when they come back, mm -hmm. Suzuka and Aisha, Aisha are right in the uh, cockpit, you like, oh, that's neat. Yeah, we figured, you know. I've been there, but I haven't been there with you. So, oh, yeah. that's cute. It. I want to head you off. I don't see this as a found family. I don't either. It's not. There wasn't enough. Yeah, I think. If we had done more with like the stuff we talked about with like Asia and Jim, and like maybe explore more of the dynamics of each of the pairs, and like you know, each, the dynamics between each character, we could have had found family. But season two would have been them becoming found family. That's my prediction. Oh, yeah, no, for, that for sure, for sure, just for sure. based on that post-credit sequence. Also, shout out to this doing a post-credit sequence ten years before Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, way yeah, way before man. Yeah, yeah. ninety-eight to two thousand eight. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Well, ninety-nine ten, technically. Ten, ninety-nine. Ten. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really have any. Oh, what? One one thing I did want to ask. What's up? Do you have a favorite episode? Do you have a favorite episode? That's an excellent question. I have a tie between uh, the demon of the blue planet and. Uh, Gravity Jailbreak. Those are my two favorite episodes. Those are good ones. Um, I think that's what that episode was called. Yeah, Gravity Jailbreak and Demon of the Water Planet. That's what it was called. I think... Yeah, Gravity Jailbreak was real good. Okay. Hot Springs Planet Tenray is not my favorite episode, but it's definitely the one that made me laugh the most, so I have appreciation yeah, for it. It's the most silly episode. Yeah, it, it has the most fun. But I think my favorite's probably Law and Lawlessness or Cats and Girls and Spaceships. Yeah, those are good episodes. Law and Lawlessness I liked a lot because uh, I really liked the, uh, the big dinosaur man. I know you did. Listen. You have a type, dude. I'm not judging you for it. I just... 
He's also voiced by Steve Bloom. Yeah. He's a big dinosaur man. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I have two other com- two other things I'd like to say about the show, and then I'm done. Okay. Um. One is. What was I gonna say? What was it? Oh shit! I forgot one of the things. Um. I only have one thing to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you notice, like, the la- like, like starting at like cutting the galactic ley line to Maze of Despair to return to space? Like in those series, did you notice like a shift in the art? Like everyone's faces got longer and more Dorito chippy. Not really. Really, I. I, feel I like... didn't notice. I didn't. I did not notice that. No. I. I definitely feel like that happened. Yeah, I mean, if it did, I didn't notice it. Okay. At all. I mean, I did notice that the last few episodes did have a considerable bump in quality of their animation, though. Yeah, but it, I just feel like the way the characters were drawn started to look different. No, no, no. I, I, again, if it was there, I didn't like, notice it. Here, hold on. I'm gonna... Like a that, screenshot compare? That's from the third, the third to last episode. Uh-huh. And then... This is from... Which episode is this? This is from... I don't know what episode number this is. Uh, Creeping Evil. Like, it's most noticeable to me in Suzuka. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't I didn't notice it, really. Yeah, I don't know. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but... I guess it wasn't a thing I really noticed. I don't know. Uh, you got anything else to say? Okay, then we're going to take one more short break. And when we get back, we're going to close this up. That That's a real tight episode. Hey. This this is this was a concise, tight episode. We started recording, what, like right around 7? Mm-hmm. It's only 8.46. God damn. I'm, my audacity says about a little over two hours. I think this is, this is where we want to be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll take a short, we'll take a short break when we get back, uh, we're gonna close this bitch out. See you then. Now back to our show. Welcome back for the last time to Acme Podcast Incorporated, your uh, space fantasy finale to Fantasy Week, 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 month, month, month. Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I fucked. In space, in space, no one, in space, no one can hear you fuck up. <laughs> oh, but you'll always know. You'll always know. It's on record now. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we did a good job for something that oh. was an afterthought. Oh, yeah, totally. 
We, I, we talked about both of them for about 30 to 45 minutes. I think that's where we want to be, honestly, for, oh. like, for stuff like this. We're on different pages. I just met with Fantasy Month. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I... Okay, gotcha. I thought you meant uh, being concise. Yeah, no. I was going to get to that, but we did pretty good for uh, a theme month. Our first yeah. theme month. And if, if, we, if we cut out all the bullshit with the video games was rad that was a pretty concise episode and we did <laughs> we did thank god otherwise that would have been duh. <laughs> yeah um but hey you get i think when, whenever we have a guest it's always going to end up being a little long anyway yeah but anyway. yeah uh so if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Give me that email again! That's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Damn straight. And you can find us on Twitter at, at podcastinc. And you, you can, can also... Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, you, can, you can also find us on Tumblr at acmepodcast.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcast.tumblr.com. The ask box is open. The ask box is open. Uh, that's it for the show's social media, yeah? Yep. Okay, then, uh... Wait, hold on. Oh. You know what? Maybe I should check the ask box. Yeah, check the ask box. Uh, I've already checked the email, but I'll check again. Let's check the ask box. Just in case. Oh, actually, yes. Oh? We have... An anonymous question. Okay. The question, the question asker asks, do you have a favorite show from Toonami? Hmm. I mean... Yeah, but I'm not proud of it. Uh-huh. It's Tenchi in Tokyo. Of course it is. We know why. I've talked about it a bunch. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I, I'm not proud of that. I think it's just what I'm nostalgic for. There's a couple songs in my head that I got into a band around the same time that that show was airing, so it's intrinsically tied to that band that I like. Yeah. And there, there's a couple scenes from that that long before I knew what an AMV was, I was doing that in my head with songs that I would like listen to on CD or whatever. Yeah. And Yeah. Uh, and I did that a lot with Tenchi in Tokyo. Uh, I mean, I would say Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon as well, but I watched those before Toonami. So, yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, cause like, it depends on, cause Toonami had a lot of eras. Yeah, it did. And there were a lot of things that were on when Toonami, God, I mean... Thundercats is up there probably, and like Yu Hakusho. Oh yeah, Yu Hakusho. Um, that was on Adult Swim before it was on Toonami, though. Yeah, then they then they kind of did the. It was on Adult Swim, and then they like had a slightly edited version on yeah. Toonami. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be reboot actually. Oh yeah, reboot. Yeah, Reboot was awesome. I that was that like first wave of tsunami shows. 
Yeah, I love reboot. Reboot's so fucking good. We should do reboot at some point. Yeah, you want? We, we were gonna do reboot with uh, glitch text. That's right. Yeah. So okay. Look yeah. forward to that episode sometime in the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Are we gonna do the whole show? A reboot. <sighs> We'll, have to figure well that out. okay, here's here's what I'm feeling on reboot. Yes. My favorite stuff is from the later latter part of the show. Well here's the thing. We can watch a few episodes from the first season to get a taste, but we can just basically skip to the finale of the first season and then watch the other two seasons, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Cause the first season is a lot of the episodes are pretty standalone. Yeah, there's not a lot of plot to them. It, it's very much a Saturday morning cartoon at that point. Yeah, and then the plot starts to happen. Although we we can watch a few episodes from it just to get a little like you know. Yeah. How many taste. how many episodes is the first season? Let's find out. Also, Thundercats was also on Toonami, and I always have a fondness for the original yeah. Thundercats and Ronin yeah, Warriors. I did, I, did, I did. Yeah, I did mention Thundercats and Ronin Warriors. I don't know. It's. It's a tough one. I, I don't have a definitive answer on that one, Anon, but thank you for sending in the question. Yeah. Whoever that was. But um, Actually, while you're saying that, I'm just going to look up Toonami shows so I can maybe give an answer I'm not ashamed to admit. Mm-hmm. And while you do that, I'm going to look up how long Reboot is. Yeah. Uh, bit of a derail. Oh, there were four seasons reboot oh there was only 48 episodes of reboot that's not terrible no not at all you might be able to do that as a its own episode actually depending on how many episodes of glitch text there are i think like 13 maybe 26 between 13 and 26 i think yeah, let's see here. oh man super friends is on that original block <laughs> oh yeah and the original voltron so is Justice League. Uh, that's later on. I'm looking at the 97-99 Moltar Okay, plot. so for season one has 13 episodes. Okay. So we could watch a few from that, and then the other seasons are 10, 16, and 8, respectively. We could definitely do it. It'd be a bit more than we usually do. Yeah. But... If we wanted to, if we wanted to do it, we could do it on its own, or we could pair it with glitch text if we really wanted to. But we can discuss that another time. Be a bit more than we're. We'll talk about that more later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some other time. Some other time. Okay. Um. Robotech was also on there, and I loved Robotech. Sailor Moon was also on tsunami. I mentioned that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Now moving uh, on to the Tom's ear. Oh. Oh. G Gundam. What? Oh fuck, you're right. What am I? Yeah, it's G Gundam. Or Mobile Suit, or the OHMS team, or Mobile Suit Gundam, or I. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say G Gundam. Yeah. Yeah. G, uh, G Gundam yeah. is my is my favorite. I fucking love G yeah, Gundam. Yeah. Fuck Tenchi. <laughs> G Gundam. Uh, yeah, G Gundam. G Gundam is the answer. Yeah. It it it's the obvious one. Um. This I, this hand of mine is burning red. Yeah. Uh, though, you know, Mobile Suit Gundam and OHMS team are also excellent. Like, I can never, yeah, I can never, like, 
recommend those enough. And Zoid. Yeah, Zoids. 8th M. Oh, yeah, Zoids. 8th MS team is probably my favorite Gundam yeah. thing. Oh, the Big O. I mean, I didn't really care for the Big O when it aired, but I like it now. Yeah, I do like I do like Big O. I don't remember Card Captors being on Toonami. I remember watching that on I... Fox Kids. I remember watching it on CW, actually. Like, WB Kids, actually. Interesting. I remember it airing on the same channel as Digimon in my area. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. But anyway. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, forget Tenchi. It, it's G Gundam. It's G yeah. Gundam. So, you know how to get in touch with the show, but if you want to get in touch with us. Yeah, uh, you go first, Kai. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter at, at Kaiju Emperor, K A I J U dash. No, it's underscore, right? On Twitter, ta- Kaiju underscore Emperor, K A I J U underscore E M P E. R-O-R. You can also find me on Tumblr at kaiju-emperor, spelled the exact same way. Uh, mostly I just retweet and reblog stuff there. Um, but if you want original stuff, I have a side blog on my Tumblr called Kai's Tome. K-A-I-S-T-O-M-E and I mostly post my original D&D things there. Like I make subclasses and magic weapons and magic items and stuff on there. Alright. Uh, I don't know if you listened in but did you do you approve of my uh slapdash outro that i made for the first half of the uh bonus episodes i didn't know i didn't check that. i didn't see that oh uh, yeah uh because i split it up we only recorded one outro or one closing oh. and i used that yeah. in the second episode so i just on that first episode i just real quick went through everyone's social media Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to make sure I got everything right. Because <laughs> I double-checked. But... Good. Yeah. Good job. Uh, so, yeah. But if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me at R-A-D-I-C-A-L-H-O-N-C-H-O. That's the Radical Haunt. Wait. Let me make sure I have that right. It? It is, yeah. At Radical Yeah. Honcho. At Radical Honcho on Twitter. Uh, I'm rebranding. Uh, rebranding. Well, technically re rebranding, but uh, switching back to an older branding that was short lived that I preferred. Uh, but yeah, you can find me at R A D I C A L H O N C H O on Twitter at Radical Honcho. Uh, you can find me on Twitch also at. Uh, let me make. Oh, Twitch.tv slash Radical Honcho. Yeah, I'm just making sure that. Uh, okay, Twitch.tv slash The Radical Honcho. Oh. Uh, I really need to just decide whether I'm going to use the or not, just in general in life, because that's always what throws me off. Yeah. Did I include the? Did I not include the? Got to keep a consistent brand. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, I was going to stream last week, but then the day I was planning on streaming, I caught wind that there was a stream blackout to protest Twitch not doing anything about racists and abusers on their platform, which I know is... I mean, it's... They're not going to do anything, but I still... 
before? I ain't no goddamn scab. So. It's called, no, stand in solidarity and all that. Yeah. Even if I think it's futile, I ain't no goddamn scab. So, uh, mm-hmm. catch me there sometime this week. I'm gonna... I'll, I'll throw up a schedule, maybe, on my Twitter at some point. I just want to check in with a few people about their schedules. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it for this show this week. You've got how to get in contact with the show. You've got how to get in contact with Kai. You've got how to get in contact with me. You've got everything. So, until next time, don't be a jackass. We'll see you around. Don't be a jack. Over there? I guess. B-b-barbarian!